We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the True Faith post-match show, which um, we're recording almost immediately after finishing the, the Match Day podcast, which... If you've listened already, um, involved me and Bolland not seeing that much of the match. <laughs> so, just as a side note for anyone, uh, any one of you that live in Newcastle, there's now a fucking Taco Bell in town. <laughs> Did you know They're about that? Absolutely delicious, by the way. Me and Nick got one on the way back from. Um I think who did we go and see earlier? Someone earlier this season, and they're absolutely delicious. Like eight hundred tacos between the two of us. They're gorgeous. They're absolutely gorgeous. It's like the best place in the world. I don't know how I've not noticed that appearing. Um, so there you go. It, it was worth listening just for that piece of information for anyone who's not seen it. Um, aside from that, we should probably talk a bit about the match. So, um, as my opening gambit, I'd like to offer that Newcastle played really fucking well for the first like thirty-five minutes. And aside from that, Lascelles mistake, we were, we were like an equivalent side Liverpool, who are one of the best, if not the best team in world football at the minute. Yeah, um, not not a bad sort of like comparison there. They are absolutely mint, and I, I just keep thinking, just keep thinking the the, the, the horrible horrible mistake that Lascelles has made as we walk past him. Um, <laughs> it's just like. We're throwing the game so early, like we're throwing the game plan in the bin so early. All we need to do is stay in it, stay in it till 35 minutes, half, like half an hour, 45 minutes to stay in the game, stick to Rafa's game plan. And we had enough sort of moments where you thought something could have happened there. Like, I kept saying on the match of the pod, but we were getting crosses in the box, Richie, Kennedy, Yedlin, particularly, Dummett, we're getting, we're getting balls in the box and we had someone who could attack it. There was always that chance that we might get a goal. And. Unfortunately, you know, Hosselu for me is just, he wouldn't score 20 goals in the championship. I'm not sure he'd score 20 goals in League One. Um, his sardine jumping is so, like, so anti-centre forward, it's mental. Like, we think the way that, the way that you see Rondon attacks the ball, and, like, not, it doesn't always happen, but, like, he always looks to attack it. Hosselu just sort of stands there like a sardine. Like... Like a 13 year old who's never played football before and he's just been told to try and get on the end of something. It's, it's horrendous to watch. Um, yeah, it's just, it was just brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. It was um, sort of flating where the team performance for a good portion of the game is good enough. If you extend it over the whole period of the match, it's good enough to get something against a really fucking good side. 
and then there's one individual mistake from a player that in my opinion probably shouldn't be in the team um, it's really quite disappointing that 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 one moment has, has cost us any fucking chance of, of, of getting anything out of that you know, as unlikely as that was um, you, you, you never fucking know do you when you cast United like if we if we'd held on to half time Rafa has us in a formation and a mindset where we make it very difficult for teams to to break us down and to create chances and teams like Liverpool that expect to win games reasonably comfortably against sides in our position in the table get fucking frustrated when teams turn up and shut them out and that's what we were doing we are shutting them out we were playing well we are keeping the ball well we were creating the odd chance or creating the odd at least breakaway where we had a possession of the ball in in reasonably dangerous areas within within their half at least and we've just hide it away completely by Lascelles just with a, a disgracefully bad header and you know I've, I've, like I've said it before on podcasts like I'm, I'm a centre half at a terrible terrible level of football and I'm, I'm shite at it but in that position you know a, a thousand times out of a thousand Put that head, put that head around for a corner. Like there's absolutely no fucking need and no benefit to risk in putting that header back in the box. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Putting it, putting it back in a position where they can score from is just insanity. Stick it out for a corner. We've got, we've got some big lads in the team. We can, we can, we can stop them. We can stop them scoring from set pieces as long as we don't do fucking stupid. But instead, Jamal Lascelles has put it on a on a fucking platter for arguably the worst centre half on the pitch like only only competing with himself for that for that fucking yeah. position so it's been set up by the, the worst centre half on the pitch <laughs> very possibly um, <laughs> it's a great it's a great finish from them and like it's so frustrating watching the cells for this season in this game particularly that kind of mistake he wasn't really making he wasn't doing that he was just doing the simple things uh, the one thing you'd always guarantee that Sells would do just do the easy thing, you'd do the right thing. So in that situation, he probably should have. I mean, m- maybe me and Mickey are totally wrong, and, but, but like he looks like he should have just put that out for a. Oh, for we're, a not, we're not wrong. We're not wrong. I've just, been, I've just been rambling about that. We're definitely not wrong. Should have put that. Should have put that out for a corner. It just shouldn't have been an issue for us. They should have had another corner. We we'll, we'll defend that one. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is, the, the the slight aside for that, despite the fact that Lascelles should put that out for a corner every single time without fail. And he should be fucking taught that. No, he shouldn't even need to be taught that now. It's basic defending. Don't put it back in the fucking box. But where were where were the rest of the team? Why is Lovren stood in like genuinely like six or seven yards diameter of space? There was no no black and white shirt anywhere near him. And he, he finishes it really well and he finishes it really quickly. But he if he wanted to, he could have took two touches. Well, we were just defending the left hand. Was it the left hand side of the box? The opposite all of, side. All of our, yeah, just the opposite side of the box. All of our players were just defending that, not looking at what was happening on the other side. And I think they had another couple of players that were free, mm-hmm. um, that it could easily have fallen to as well. And it's just it's disheartening because one of the things you know that Rafa is drilling into them is that kind of thing, like defending set pieces. And I really mean maybe that was maybe that was his plan, but I don't think it was because it was a horrendous plan to leave too. They're two big. I know Van Dijk was free as well to leave their two biggest players absolutely free. It was just mental, I think. But it's, it's insanity, isn't it? And you imagine probably the cells was marking one of those two. I, I don't know from memory whether he was or not, but 
the rest of the lads need to be able to react. Well, it's um, gone quite deep, hasn't it? The corner's gone quite deep. It's a far post and it's gone quite deep and the cells has it's played it back out into the sort of the edge of the six yard box where Lovren's just waiting um, to pick it up and obviously he has and he's finished it super Just with well, a fucking so. Cheshire cat smile on his face getting uh, delivered that one like That's the 10, sort of stuff that kind of dream about long. getting that much space and time to just fucking welly it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very disappointing. It is. Uh, it wasn't it, much. It's incredibly frustrating. And then, really, what like our our experience of the goals in that game was limited to that. But I have seen a clip of the um, the penalty on YouTube uh, on Twitter, which I don't think you've seen, Barnes. Um For me, it's never pen, never pen in a million years. No, well, I, I, said, I, I said to you, I was like, whether it was a pen or not. I was when we have, were having chances. I said to you, against this kind of team, you've got to take your chances. And I mean, the Hosselu one in the first half, he's absolutely got to do better with that. I mean, if he hits the target or the keeper saves it, we're, we're like, oh, that's good head from him. Like, fair play, Hosselu. But the fact that he's just hit it straight into the ground, wide, like a, like someone who's never really played football before, or, <laughs> like it was mental. Um, Maybe you think I'm being harsh about that, but I just thought that was ridiculous. And then after that, we had several balls in the box. Where I've said earlier, I mean, someone like Rondon puts them, puts them on the target or gets his head on them. Whereas yeah. we just looked so just devoid of life in the in the six hour box when we were putting these balls in. And Richie, Richie Dummett, Yedlin, uh, Kennedy had better deliveries than they've had in previous games. With Fulham, if we'd had those those crosses against Fulham, Rondon would have bagged one of them. Uh, it almost feels now. Like, despite our pre-match optimism, which was obviously misplaced and was, like, indicative of our Christmas cheer rather than anything else, um, it almost feels now like we've forfeited. Like, I feel like Rafa Benitez knows that Hotelou is not going to score Liverpool away. I feel like he must know it. And to not play Rondon, and then, and then, to be fair, we don't know if he came off the bench in the second half. But if he did, it's too fucking late anyway. Like... Once, once we're one down Liverpool, we're in real trouble. But two down, like, immediately after half-time, the game's over. And, and everybody knows it. So, I, I, in my opinion, now, I hope that he didn't come off the bench. Um, he's, but been, he's been quite good at managing Rondon's game time. He didn't, he didn't come on. Um, managing Rondon's game time prior to this, that Rondon should be able to have played 45, 60 minutes today. At like, least. He he's have. a professional he's footballer, by the way. And we're in a situation. And Rafa Benitez is shouting it louder than anyone at the minute is that this squad is not good enough to stay up it'll be a miracle apparently according to our own manager and yet he's gone and turned up to a game that alright there's no expectation for us to win it and the chances of us winning it are very slim but he's kind of not even not I don't want to say he's not tried to win it because I think that's too harsh but like that's what it feels like to me it's hardest to win it he's kind of written this one off and Maybe there's some logic to that, but it's not the kind of logic that fans normally will deal with. We're Newcastle United, we should be trying to win every single game. Yeah. Maybe we're being unrealistic about that, but well, that's what it's come to, isn't it? And we, we did say we did say something similar before the game, like Rafa Benitez, the way he sets his team up over the course of 38 games, is would achieve more points than any single one of us. And there's probably method in what appeared to be the madness today in, in playing that team, but it's not that easy to take when you. You know, like, like in my my own experience today, it took me an hour to get into town. What me and Bolin visited about eight, eight or nine different pubs on maybe a three or four mile walk to try and find somewhere that had it on. Eventually, got somewhere a fair play to them getting it on. And then to, to see that performance, I, 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 
it's just not really good enough and uh, the, the, there's 3,000 lads that have gone down on bottom there what it actually comes back to and I mean, labour the point until he actually leaves is that Rafa Nietzsche will have his way of doing things and if he thinks that playing Rondon today is not a good idea and he's saving him for other games we need to play someone else what it comes back to is that we need to have a squad that's fit for purpose and whether this was a shot across uh, you know Mike Ashley to say look this is the situation we're in we're playing Hosselu we're playing Mudu who frankly probably isn't good enough either we're and he goes, he, go, he goes to Japan today I think or maybe uh, to, like tomorrow morning for a month and like maybe that's a political statement from Rafa look this is what I've got to work with this is what I'm playing and in reality we should be in a position where Newcastle United should definitely be in a position where we could not play Salomon Rondon right not that good of a striker he's been great for us when he's played but like in reality in terms of Newcastle United we should be in a position where we can not play Rondon uh, but on today's show and we're not we're no. got nobody else Nope, yes. We haven't, and that's that's the saddest thing about it. Is anyway, like, maybe Bolney right? I think I think there's, there's, there's like Rafa Benitez is a tactical guy, and he's he's tactical in his approach to matches, but also in his approach to the board. And we've said this before on this podcast. There's there's times when we've thought that his team selection may have been like a poster to the board to say you fucking Muller and his lads, and 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 there are, and, and that's that's the like the fundamental issue for for all of us is. Like we are not good enough to compete in this league with the with the the finance and the the resource we've got. It's a joke. Like we've got two strikers, two first team strikers at the club. One of them cost five million and was Stoke, who got relegated, third choice striker, and one of them's not even ours. Like it's it's a mental scenario to be in. Like what? What is Mike Ashley? What's going through Mike Ashley? What's going through Lee Charney's head? Where they're not going? Let's go and get somebody, somebody else. Like sixteen million, we could have bought for Rondon. And at least then we're talking about two strikers we actually own, which were probably combined less than the entire Liverpool side. But yeah, would still would still be fuming if that was the case. But it's, it's not even. We don't even have that. Like that's how bad it is. The troubling thing is, and I'm less worried about today. Like I think it's disappointing that you know we've conceded a lot of goals. That we don't normally we don't normally do against big sides, and I'm disappointed for Rafa in a sense because he'll not wanted to go to Anfield and get turned over like that. The, the disappointing thing is I don't really see after the Fulham performance us going to Watford and getting anything because they're a good side now. I mean that Dakura is a class player. They've got uh, Dini who's obviously solid. Like they they'll cause those problems. I don't see us getting points from that, and I don't see us getting points necessarily from the Man United game. Though as you rightly say, Newcastle have surprises all the time. <laughs> But I worry now, off the back of that, if if something was to happen to Rondon long term, we're, we're down. Like, yeah. I guarantee it, we're down. If Rondon gets injured now, we're finished. And it's that's a ridiculous situation for a Premier League club to be in. Yeah, it's the team selection that really is the most concerning thing about today. The performance, uh, like as I said previously, we've not seen not seen most of the second half, but and, and we played reasonably well in the first half, and that's that's fine. That's great. Like it's nice that the lads have. Have, that have been picked have turned up and they've played well and uh, aside from the mistake that we've highlighted it's been a good performance but the fact that that is the team that we can select in the busy festive fixture period which every team has to deal with and every team manages to deal with but that is the team that we've had to choose today now, no um, disrespect to Isaac Hayden but the lad doesn't want to be at the club and isn't good enough to play for the club anyway and he's starting it away at Anfield like yeah. <sighs> who could like, if you picked if I was to say to you, Bolland, give me a team in world football 
but replace their centre midfield with Diame and Hayden and tell us they're going to beat Liverpool at Anfield and form them in at the minute. Can you pick one? I'm going to defend Diame for a second. I think Diame is actually really... really it's not really a reflection on Diame because Diame should be the the midfielder that breaks everything up and gives the ball to the other one and he's fucking brilliant at it and he's had he's had a tremendous year a calendar year he's had a tremendous time at Newcastle if we're fair to him recently for more than more than the previous calendar year but because he plays alongside Isaac Hayden his yeah, his role has to be the opposite role which he can't do I don't really know what Isaac Hayden's role at Newcastle is like other than to fill gaps because he's not really a defensive midfielder because we've seen he can't really tackle he's not really an attacking midfielder because he can't really pass yeah, um, not that fast. Yeah, not it that strong. Really offer you anything? Can't help. It's just plugging gaps, isn't it? It's 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 minging to watch. Yeah. And then let me put the, the, another one on balance. Uh, so I presume that means you can't pick one. There isn't one. Uh, so take it again. I'll give you any team in world football, and you replace the forward line with Muto and Hozelu. Can anyone beat Liverpool at Anfield? Uh, Manchester City. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Manchester City, the amount of chances they create, I reckon I'd score for them. So I reckon Hosselu's <laughs> probably got a chance. But That's Man City that are four, well, four points by Liverpool at the start of the day. Could you imagine sporting Manchester City? And are now seven points. With Hosselu up front. <laughs> it'd be so frustrating because you'd have all these world-class <laughs> players just pinging balls in the box. This lad who can't even jump. <laughs> uh, it'd be horrendous. Can't finish, can't jump, can't head the ball really. We should give Hosselu to Man City just for the pattern of that. like and well, like Towards the end of the... That should be their handicap. Start yeah. every year. Pep, you can have a limited budget, but you have to play Hosselu. Yeah. Unfortunately, Castaneda, that handicap is just the situation in our squad. So it's, like, imagine you put Hosselu in Liverpool's team; they'd be they'd be dreadful every time they broke. They'd just be like, "Well, they can't give it to him." Yeah. <laughs> right. Hang on I, a second, lads. To give to give him a bit of credit today, Hosselu, which he probably didn't deserve. Um, he turned up. He came, and you know, other than the crosses, every time he got the ball, it was chest height when he was marked by Van Dijk, who's the best defender in the world. Um, and then Lovren, alongside him, like Lovren didn't, I can't remember know, Lovren doing anything other than scoring, because he didn't have to. The frustrating thing that was watching them was when we did get balls in the box, who was the one that was trying to get it? Muto. Fucking Muto. Probably the, probably the smallest person on the pitch, although Shaqiri's probably challenging for that. Like, he was the one that was actually charging about, trying to get on the end of stuff, whereas Hosselu was just like watching this, just watching a donkey, like, and when he got there, and he's, when you, you see when you see Rondon bang on about him, but like when he charges in the box and you, he, he attacks the ball, possibly does this thing where like he'll gallop into the box, stop, and then jump, and then straight upwards, straight yeah. upwards, and it's like you're not getting any power on the end of that. Like I don't know what centre forwards you've been watching throughout your entire life where that's ever really worked. <laughs> like oh. you know, the thing about it as, as well, like to play devil's advocate slightly here, by the way, um, because obviously both Bolland and I think Newcastle deserve to lose today um, rewind a second of the first half right and let me let me present you this scenario Hosselu scores the absolute city we missed early on Lascelles doesn't give that stupid goal away and then the free kick which I think we've recorded on the Matchday podcast yeah. lands on anyone else's head in the team other than Muto and we could be 2-0 up yeah I mean they were clearly a little bit rattled by how we came out in the first 10 minutes we, we were going at them we were there to play to have a game of football against them like we were there but you know you know Lascelles giving the goal away took sucked the wind out of it a little bit the, 
they, they rallied a, a, a bit and we still created other things. Obviously, we made the Hussle chance, but it's just, yeah, ifs and buts again with Newcastle, isn't it? Yeah. And that's what, we've, that's what we've become now. Like, we are a team if, and a squad that can cannot afford to make a single mistake because we're not good enough. If, we'd, if they've not given that goal away and Hossley scores, it's a totally different game. They would be more rattled than they were and they'd be like, shit, these lads are they're up for it. But it was never, I hate to say it, because I'd want to back them all the time, but it was never never going to happen, really, was it? Like, the Hossley was never going to score that. No. But I, if he did, if he did, that's the thing, that's what keeps the fucking going, well, isn't it? If he did, we might have been looking at a much closer game. I reckon they still would have broken us down eventually. Uh, and you're looking at maybe a closer game, maybe a 2-1, and then we come away going, all right, well, it was a good performance. Um, they're the best team in the country at the minute. Uh, apart from Salah, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking about a totally different thing. So, yeah. Hi. Uh, so today's podcast brought to you by exclusively by Mickey and Bolland have been subpar for for reasons outside of our control, I believe. So I do apologise for that. Um, the performance of Newcastle United, if we're all honest with ourselves, was was reasonably expected um, and it's just uh, like the one of the most indicative days of the, the overall pattern of Newcastle uh, is what we've, what we've been served up today so here we are fingers crossed Peter Kenyon or anyone else anybody else in the world takes over Newcastle United and we'll be looking at a completely different outlook but at the minute again it's become so bleak Bowen final words well I said to you at the start with the performance we put in at Fulham, although dire in many respects and being utterly boring and all that, it wouldn't take that many more players to turn Newcastle into a team that's scrapping for relegation for a team that's looking at being safe by a similar point in time as we were last season. It wouldn't take that many players. We just need a bit more creativity. We need someone in that number 10 position urgently. Urgently need someone there and we need some reinforcements in the striker position. But... Um, so yeah if you're listening Peter Kenyon come buy us and buy us a number 10 we'll be alright please mate like, I'll buy you I'll buy you at least one pint every day for the rest of your life from the pub we've just been to two pound yeah tremendous <laughs> thanks for listening when you make decisions for your company you always look for the no brainers and if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer it streamlines your process to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.